This is Paul Moore with Herman Eben here for Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. And Herman, right now, for the life of me, I can't remember the, the slogan that I wanted to talk to you about. There was a saying yeah, from last week. Yeah, we were week. trying to think of something. I, re, I, I, I yeah. got it. I got it. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> You're up. A watch pot never boils. No, no, no. no, no. A stitch in time saves nine. Uh, no, it was, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's close. <laughs> uh, what about no use crying over spilled milk? No. no, no, no. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Mm-mm. No, it was a penny saved is a penny earned. No. Unless that's mama trying. <laughs> to be happy. No, I've got it. It was fake it till you make it. You're right. That's exactly what we wanted to talk about because that ties directly back into face, body, speak. We were talking about that, the, the idea of if you are feeling somehow sad or you're not feeling exactly like you'd like to feel, you can change the way that your body is and it will put you in what's called you know, out of sync with your emotions. So if I am going to, if I'm sitting here and let's say that I'm depressed and I decide that I'm going to, I really do want to feel happy. I really do. Okay. And I want to, so can I change my emotions? Would you pray for us? (laughs) Lord, thank you so much for giving us this wonderful opportunity to share your word, share your truth. And I pray that you will speak through us so that your truth is heard by all. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. So face, body, speak. Don't forget to pray. How's this working? Well, if you think about it, if I'm depressed, what's my body going to look like? Like I'm hung down, brung down. Uh, Yeah, what's my face going to look like? I don't know. You might not be able to see it. Yeah, I'm probably hiding it in some form. But you could at least consider that I probably would have a frown on or it'd be, you know, it certainly wouldn't be pleasant. And uh, what would my what would my uh, speaking be like if I were talking? Not very loud. Yeah, I'd be down. Somber. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Well, if I'm feeling those, if I have my body that way, you can put yourself out of sync with your emotions. And let's say your emotions are depressed. Well, all you need to do is... Follow face, body, speak. I'm going to put a smile on my face, even though I feel depressed. I'm going to put a smile on my face, and I'm going to be sitting here smiling, (laughs) and yet I'm depressed, right? I am standing tall, looking good, feeling good. That's the next thing you would do. You'd put put the smile on your face, and then if you're sitting, you would sit up with good posture. Or if you're standing, you would stand up straight. And then if you were speaking, you would speak with energy. And if you were not speaking, you would want to breathe normally or at least breathe with some energy in you. What does that do? That puts your body at a total out of sync with your emotions. Now, that's the reason why we wanted to talk about the idea of fake it till you make it. Because aren't I just faking it? Because inside I still feel depressed. Okay, maybe this isn't relevant, but at Thanksgiving, sitting on a phone book never made me feel any better. It never made you any taller. <laughs> no. Actually. But uh, I got happier. I could reach the plate. Yeah. Anyway. So the idea is some people will say, and, and I'm, not, I'm not so upset about that uh, statement to think that it's wrong necessarily, because I think there is some potential truth in it. But here's, here's my argument. So it's it. not being false. I don't believe it's being false if you follow this mentality. What I am doing actually fits my values. I don't really want to be depressed. I I really do want to operate differently. I want to have a, some some more energy in my life because my values are fitting into that. So actually, it's not faking it till you make it. You're actually being more real. 
you're just basically saying, I don't want my emotions leading me anymore. I want to be having my thinking leading me rather than my emotions leading me. That's the reason why I like the idea of it's not fake it till you make it. You're actually being more real when you do these type of things. Because I'm trying to live my values. I'm trying to live my values. That's right. I'm trying to live my values. Okay. And you were talking last time about Chuck Yeager, about breaking through. Well, when we end up going for something even that simple, well, you know, there's that little exercise. I'm going to face body speak. Okay, I'm going to do that. Well, typically what's going to happen is your thinking may not go all the way to committing to do that, and you will wrestle with actually making that change. It, it occurs more in a family system. It occurs more in relationships this way. If you and I weren't getting along and I decided you know what, I really do need to pursue your best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. I really do. And I start doing it, but I don't get any change out of you. What do you think is going to happen with me? You're going to quit. I'm probably going to quit because let's take us back to the idea of a return on investment relationship. What does that mean? That means that I'm going to be pursuing your best as long as I get something in return. Well, here's, here's what's going to happen. If I end up deciding to pursue your best and I don't get the response out of you, then I am going to more than likely pull back. So get this picture in, uh, in your mind of Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager's getting ready. He's approaching the sound barrier and that plane is violently shaking. And so he pulls back and goes and lands. They've tweaked the plane a little bit more. He goes up. It shakes a lot more. He pulls back and lands. And then this, this last time he gets up there and he goes... I'm not going to pay attention to the shaking anymore. I'm going to push this thing forward and I'm going to keep going the way it's supposed to go. Because I've heard this, this statement from too many people. They basically are saying, you know, this pursuing another person's best, you know, this freedom stuff, it doesn't work. Well, actually what they're saying is they're not willing to push the throttle forward all the way and stick with it. Because if you stick with it, that will change the system. You're not trying to change the other person, but you become a different person to respond to. Well, you know how we just went through all these adages at the beginning of the program. Another one we could have listed was the calm before the storm. Yeah. And we don't realize the storm before the breakthrough. Yeah, that's exactly right. What happens with us is we are, because of change in our life, we are not wanting to go through change. We actually are more comfortable with where we are. And it does take energy to go through change. It does take energy. And that's the reason why walking with the Spirit is absolutely crucial. We do not have the self-control. We do not have the energy. We do not have the willpower to be able to make these changes that we're asking for us to be paying, paying attention to here, simply going back to the solution, pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially. We don't have the energy to pull that off. And when you don't have the energy, you need the energy of the Holy Spirit to work through you to push that throttle forward and stick with it. Because if you can stick with it, you change the system. If you remember right, if I make changes in a system, the system is going to try to sabotage me. It's chapter two, I think, on the website about the mobile. How if you tweak something on a well, kid's it's, mobile? Well, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's right here in, in the chapter eight also, in the first part of chapter eight that we talk about it. But yeah, that's a, that's a great illustration for us to keep in our mind, the mobile. 
because the mobile wants to be in equilibrium. It wants to be balanced. That's what the mobile wants. So if any tentacle of that mobile moves, it moves the whole mobile, right? And that's what we're asking you to consider. We're not asking you to change to try to change other people. We're asking you to change to do what God asks you to do, which inevitably will change the whole system because you become a different person. I have been in mentoring and discipleship appointments. I know people in your office. I know people in pastor's offices that everybody turns around and says, uncomfortability breeds change. This uncomfortability in your life is God's invitation for something. Why, if we know that, do we resent the change? We don't want to say God is blessing me. I'm being conformed. I mean, doesn't the word say God is always blessing us? Just think about it this way. We've been talking about freedom. This is one of the key mechanisms here. When change hits you, you're out of control, right? Okay. And we want freedom. If we feel like we're being controlled, we don't want that. We want our freedom to not have to do that. That's really part of the big issue. So part of that rebellion mm -hmm. out of control, whether yeah. we control yeah. others or we feel we're being controlled. Yeah. Well, Herman, I thank you. There you go. GreatRelationships.com. That's GR8Relationships.com is the website. You can find us and like us on Facebook or give us a call at 800-819-4293. Again, that's 800-819-4293. <laughs> Great quotes for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, verse 3. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Hello, I'm Paul Moore. And I'm Herman Even. From our family to you, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Whether you're celebrating across the table or across the street or even across the country, the holidays can be very stressful. Removing that stress and renewing your relationships is what Great Relationships is all about. We also invite you to consider taking time to be holy. Well, not a pious, goody-two-shoes holy, but as the word implies, set apart as God intended, to spend time in His Word and in prayer, rediscovering His will for your life, His unyielding love for you, and the greatest gift ever given, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, and may all of your relationships be great. Remember, take the stress out of your relationships by making them great. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And we're back. Great relationships, GR numeral eight. That's infinity sign on its head. Relationships.com. Herman, before the break, we were talking about fake it till you make it, specifically Chuck Yeager, about right before the breakthrough, there's all kinds of turbulence and it gets tough. And finally, it was the third time he just threw the throttles forward and said, going for it. And as Christians, we know that God uses oftentimes uncomfortability to trust him, to grow mm -hmm. our faith, and to conform us to the image of his son. Right, right. In fact, one of the things that we miss too much of the time is that the word abandonment 
is the most important word for us to consider because if we don't abandon ourselves to the Lord, we still think that there's something that we can do to help him out. That's really what's, what's going on here. So this idea of pushing the throttle all the way forward, forward to abandonment is something that is scary to me. Well, it's something we've been talking about lately, so I'm just going to bring it up, and that's the parable where the guy says, Lord, help my disbelief. Yeah, the, the father of the demoniac son. That's exactly right, where he says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And boy, I've seen myself there so much after reading that again. It's so important for me to recognize how much I do believe who God is. I do believe that he's real, but there is so much that I don't believe. I mean, I, I watch myself in my prayers, how too often in my prayers that as I'm in, uh, praying that I I, I do believe God is there and willing to answer, but in some regards, I just kind of go through the motions too much of the time. So then can I ask, we're, we're talking about helping my disbelief, and we're talking about faking it until we make it. Is there a pattern for change? I totally believe that there is. I totally believe, and, and, and you'll recognize this pattern because you see it all the time. And again, let me take a real quick sidetrack just to remind people that this is in chapter 8, the first section of chapter 8, freedom from being emotion-led. And the principle that we're talking about here is all about how you arrange thinking, acting, and feeling. That's the principle that we're talking about. And if you want the principle the way we say it, it is think first, then feel or act. But in difficult situations, think, act, feel. Wow, so, I would have never looped these together. I would have never got the fake it till you make it and the think, act, feel. It all is one package. It's okay, all so the back same package. in chapter 8. Section 1. Section 1, freedom from being emotion-led. And what, what I've seen in my own life, it is so critical to understand that I'm not wanting to be emotionless. I just don't want to be emotion-led. And what we don't realize is we think we're being emotion-led, but actually it's just bad thinking. I know that sounds confusing, but that's the reason why we want to have good thinking to start the whole process. Okay, quiet time. And this is going to sound silly. You know, somebody could be doing their makeup. I can be in shaving my face. And I'm not going to admit this to another person, but I'm like, how in the heck did I turn into such a pot of emotions? Mm -hmm. It's like zero stability, zero control. I'm just off each way. And all you got to do is tap the top and I start breaking up. Well, do you remember what Steph was saying at the last program when she was talking about, can I just be mad? For five minutes, just, just let, let me, me be, be mad. mad. For five minutes, that's exactly right. What happens with us in that situation, what she's learned is that if she goes and runs or takes five minutes off, guess what happens? Her mind comes back to her. <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. Her emotions are no longer trying to drive her whole life. She goes, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's, had... a, there's a better way to think about it. So let me tell you the common pattern for change. You, you've, you've heard this many times. Wait, wait, I got to get a pen. Okay, I'm it, ready. It, if you want to hear it on a consistent basis, all you need to do is go to an AA meeting. Uh, all you need to get, do is go to a church testimonial meeting, because here's the pattern for change. I was living this way. Then one day, this happened. Now I live differently. Those are the three elements of the common pattern for change. I was living this way. Something happened. Now my life is different. Here's the actual detailed version of that. And you'll, you'll probably uh, recognize it as I so often do. I was living this way. Something happened. It happened again. It happened again. It happened again. Oh, <laughs> now I live this way. <laughs> I, I wondered what the knots on my head were. That's right. That was Jesus inviting me yeah, to change. That's, that's what, so just think about this. 
if that's the pattern for change, and you hear this constantly in testimonies, right? If you go listen to a testimony, that's what a testimony, I was living this way, Jesus, now live this way. Uh, AA, I was living this way, I started recognizing, oh my goodness, I am an alcoholic, now live this way. That's, that's the way it works. The issue is, I was living this way, something happened, now I live this way. What is this? That's what we've got to figure out. What is this, that middle section? Because if we don't understand what this is, your change can actually make life worse okay, as opposed well, to getting better. Well, I, I think of the joke, you know, where the guy's in the jungle and he comes up across another guy and he's got a spear sticking in his side and he goes, does that hurt? And he goes, only when I laugh. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for us to realize, don't do that. It hurts when I do it. Yeah, well, the... All you need to do, let me give you some examples from my and life. And do I always need this middle section? Is there always a something happening? If you don't understand what's going on in that middle section, if you don't understand that, you're not learning, and more than likely you're left with, and it happened again. See, and cause, again. Yeah, because we don't, we don't realize we have these multiple opportunities that will hit us, and at some point we're going to go, oh, and therefore, we need to really understand what this this is. That's so as our listeners from Vermont would say, you can't get there from here <laughs> unless you get that it happened. That's right. So let me give you some examples from my life. Uh, here's a in the spiritual realm, and you can get to the uh, study guide and see that there are uh, there's a little exercise that I'd love for you to do. Former belief. Here's a former belief that I used to have. Going to heaven is what's important. Now I believe... I'll be judged, eternal rewards are real. I used to believe about my career, climb the corporate ladder. Now I believe, work to your strengths. Uh, Social, I used to believe, I'm basically self-sufficient, I really don't need people. Now I believe relationships are critical. So if you just created two columns and then drew a line in between the former belief and the current belief, we need to understand what is it that caused me to start thinking, well, it's not just going to heaven, it's I'm going to be judged and rewards are real. What caused that? What, what's going on there? Wait a minute. This is a million dollar assignment you just gave us. I mean, this is good. So I just literally, as you were talking, I grabbed a piece of paper, drew a line and I put then and now. That'll work. And I started just... Or just just get the study guide, the, exa- the exercises right there in the study guide. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But what I was going to say is I didn't make a high mass out of this. I just said, what is something easy that I know that I think now? That, that I, I didn't think before. And it started raising the bar. I started seeing simple things and more complex things. And this line in the middle, what happened is what you're talking That's about. That's right. We need to, uh, need to have a, a mindset that starts thinking about this because if you don't understand what happened in between those two things, you're going to end up staying in some bad thinking. It's critical for us. Well, then can I ask you a question? I've got this list of then and nows and what happens. If there are things that I want in my life, mm-hmm. should I be saying, then, what do I need to do? Well, of course. Sure. I mean, the Lord, that's the, the whole purpose of his word is to get us to get into this relationship, this intimate relationship with him so that our mind starts seeing life differently. Our mind is actually the mind of Christ. That's what we are called to actually achieve, the mind of Christ. And if I have the mind of Christ, then I will have godliness. And remember our definition of godliness? Seeing things from God's, God's eyes. Right 
rising above the petty issues to see things from God's eyes. So this whole idea of the common pattern for change, if we do not understand what that middle part is, we're going to be in real trouble because it can be two things. Oh, it can be two things, and one's going to hurt you, and one's going to help you. That's what's going to be very important for us to understand what the this is. So if we are, if we end up trying to figure this out, we've got to go through a little bit of a um, uh, a little bit of a talk about what options that you have with change. There's three options for change. Three options for change are: it can get better, it can stay the same, or it can get worse. Those are the three basic options for change, okay? So if, 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 we, uh, if we don't watch out, we're going to miss the fact that there's something common about the getting better. And we'll talk about that after the break because it'll take a little bit too long. So it we- will. So we're talking about change, and it just keeps me thinking that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And mm-hmm. if we don't change it, then we get that middle part. It happened again and, and again, again and, and again. again. That's right. So we'll get past the again because something's going to happen and it's the break. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. We're back. Greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-8, numeral 8, relationships.com is the website. Before the break, Herman, you had us doing an exercise, the common pattern for change. And in the study guide, it's there as former and current beliefs. That's right. Yeah. So there's something that I need to ask you why I was running through this exercise why is it I feel like I'm alone? Where's God in this? Boy, that's a great question because what's happening is you aren't alone. And that's the reason why too many times our thinking is bad. If I'm thinking that I'm alone, I have bad thinking, and that bad thinking is driving bad feelings and driving bad actions. See how that works? And all I need to do is go to God's Word and let the reality of his word speak to me to show 
that God is specifically saying, you aren't alone, Herman. You aren't alone. And as I put that into my mind and think on those things, think on those things that are pure, just, lovely, true, good, noble, a good report, all that type of stuff, Philippians 4, 8. As I renew my mind, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I therefore have different actions, potentially different feelings. Let me state something that I forgot to say, actually. Great little statement. If people are changed, it's largely because their thinking has changed. So we were talking about change from these three options, right? We were talking about change from the three options. We can get better, stay the same, or get worse. Yes. Right? So let me run you through an example of that. If I uh, believe a truth, to get better, I believe another truth, right? Yes, sir. If I stay the same, I believe the same truth. If I get worse, I'm going to believe a lie. Now, let's, let's go into another example. Let's say I believe a lie. To get better, I need to believe a truth, right? Or get rid of that lie. Right. To stay the same, I continue to believe that same lie, correct? To get worse, I believe another lie. Okay, you got it? So if you could see in the study guide, and you go to that better column, notice what I said. If I wanted to get better and I believe a truth, what did I have to do? Believe another truth. If I am believing a lie and I want to get better, what do I need to do? Believe a truth. The common theme for the better column is truth. That's the column, that's the column we need to pay attention to. If you want to get better, you're going to need to start paying attention to truth a little bit more. So a little Philippians 4.8 I've got resonating in my mind. Absolutely. Now, here's what I want to throw out to you additionally. Truth. Let's look at the definition of truth. Definition of truth is the quality of being true, genuine, factual, actual, a proven, verified principle or statement, a fact. Now I'm going to give you another very important definition. That was truth. Another very important uh, definition is reality. Actual fact, the quality or state of being real. Now, Now, just think about that. Here we have the definition of truth, the quality of being true, a fact, the reality, actual fact, the quality or state of being real. Those are synonyms. Those are synonyms. And what we don't realize is that when we are saying that we're going to believe a truth, we're basically saying, I'm going to get into reality. I'm going to start thinking about reality a little different than I've been thinking about it before. If I get into reality, that could be something that could be very beneficial. Why would getting into reality be beneficial to us? Because, my goodness, that's how it really is, right? Do you you remember our definition of objectivity and subjectivity? Objectivity is how it is. Subjectivity is how it feels. And that's too often where we live. We live in how it feels. So here we are. Let me try to draw this back. we got these three options for change. Now, why are we talking about that? Because we're talking about the common patterns for change. Now, if I understand something about truth and reality, that's going to be critical for us to understand what this this is. Okay, this is a critical aspect for us. Now, we seldom change. Here's a great statement for us to put in our minds. We seldom change for the better unless we accept and act on truth and reality. See, I took that statement that I said a little earlier. People change or change largely because their thinking has changed. And I'm changing it further to say, no, it's actually more important for us to think about it this way. We seldom change for the better, 
until we accept and act on truth and reality. I don't know. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. But if I am honest, I want to say that myself and most people I know are changed like toothpaste coming out of a tube. It's squeezed out. It didn't willfully say it's better out here. Yeah. What you're saying there is you're missing the point. I said change for the better because there's two things that the this can be. I was living this way. This happened. Now I live this way. What is the this? Well, one of the this is, is truth and reality. If your life gets better from the viewpoint of it makes more sense, I'm not saying you get money and you get health and all these other things, but if life starts making more sense, the this is actually a fact of truth and reality. Oh, see, go back to my example. I was believing that the Lord was only in this to get me to heaven. Now I believe it's all about being judged and have rewards. I started believing a truth. And we're going to have to leave it there and join us next time where we find out what this is. Take the stress out of your life and your relationships by making them great. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Hey, Bill, the same thing keeps happening over and over at work. Every day is like deja vu all over again. Don't you mean deja vu? I dinna think so. There's this one co-worker of mine and we are constantly fighting. I'm definitely deja vu with him. What y'all are describing is called the common pattern for change. It's where you were living this way, this happened, it happened again, it happened again. Let me guess, nothing ever changes. That's right, not until you focus on truth and reality in your life. God's Word is a great place to turn for answers. Just be glad you're not experiencing deja vu. Deja vu? What is that? That's where you get this feeling that you've milked the same cow before. Herman invites you to join us next week when he discusses the common pattern for change. Deja Mu will be optional. Great relationships, seeking the best in work, in life, in love.